You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Neo Maxi Zoom I got six more shifts left. Wow. I'm ready to be done. Wow. Hello. Hello. I don't know why I'm doing that. Because it's fun. Don't you it ever, is. Don't you ever doubt fun? Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, I think I figured out my internet problem, but if I suddenly disappear, I might have to run upstairs real quick. Uh, I got this new, what's up? I thought you were going into the quantum. Yeah, maybe I haven't been there yet. (laughs) I know, dude, I'm, I'm really slacking. There's just nothing left for me in the Marvel cinematic universe ever since they killed off Tony Stark. Well, I mean, there's strong rumors he's not gone. No, there he said they want he wanted eighty million dollars and they told him to go fuck himself. To come back? Yeah. Yeah. Or he's towing the company line and playing like he's not in the film till he shows up. Oh, when has that ever happened before, Jake? All the time. Yeah, I know, all the time. <laughs> but no, I I think he's back. I think they'd be a lot more aggressive about those rumors. Maybe. I don't know. Did you hear about the thing, Matt? What thing? Ben Grimm. The ever the blue-eyed ever loving thing. Yeah. No, what about him? Uh they've got casting they've got casting narrowed down to two people, it sounds like, and they both took meetings at Marvel last week. Ooh. Is one of them gonna be uh Thomas what was that guy? Tom Hardy? No. (laughs) No, apparently that's how this leaked is it's super important to Feige and whoever's in charge of the film. Fuck, who was it? But the director and Feige, it's like super, super important to him to keep Ben Grimm Jewish. Oh, yeah. Right. So they, they had that Jason. That was the perfect time for that. Right. And it's Jason Siegel or Seth Rogen. And, Ooh. They, and they'd both be different, but I'm really oh. into both of them. Both of them are cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I w- That's unfortunate because I would prefer Seth Rogen except for that Seth Rogen bit. Right. But I don't, I, I mean, how, I don't know how much that would be present in the at film. Least, at I, least once. Honestly, I think it'd be, it's depending on the script. If Ben's there more as like comic relief, strong guy when he's out of control, then I think Rogan's right. the move. I think if the story has a lot of heart, and like a lot of drama to it and infighting and shit, which it should, I think Siegel might be the move. I don't know, man. I think uh I think Seth's got the upper hand just because he's already played a superhero. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I just I really think if it ends up being like an emotional script that Siegel's the obvious winner, and if it's more of a fun, action-y superhero fun thing, I think Rogan's the move. I think it just depends on what they're working with. Because Siegel's so goddamn good on shrinking it playing like a lovable schmuck who's just fucked his life into the ditch and like but like you're rooting for him the whole time even though there's really ostensibly no reason to be rooting for him i have something that it's not it's actually not ironic but who would be fun to play that role would be uh uh <laughs> chris chris pratt <laughs> 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 he's not jewish so he's very I, not jewish <laughs> i know i know it's just a... what about jack black he uh. he identifies as nominally jewish i don't know what that means but that's what google says it, it means he, he thinks it's a cooler idea i do too i think it's a better set of rules than than <laughs> christianity it's a better thing to encourage your whole population to question things than it is to encourage your whole population to fear things i would agree with that yeah, I think Judaism is better for people's brains than Christianity or Islam. It's all bad. I want to throw that out there. It is all. Some, some are are better than others. Yeah. Ju- Judaism encourages you to find loopholes in your own faith. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a good way to deal with the human brain rather than being like, nope, you broke the rule. Hell it is. Right. <laughs> Unless you say you're sorry right before you die, then you're good. You're in. Yeah. I'm much more a fan of the Jews being like, hell's not real. Yeah, we don't believe in it. Yeah, I know. It's that's that's why I think Jack Black's on the same thing where he's like, I don't believe in anything, but if with a gun to my head, if I had to choose one, I'd be going to Temple. Well, isn't his name Jack? His name is wait, no, hang on. His mom was a, a engineer under Von Braun, so I doubt that they're Jewish. Thomas Jacob Black. 
Thomas? Jacob. Yeah, his first name is Thomas. And then Jacob, which he's shortened to Jack. Yeah. Greg Proops tried to talk me into doing that when I was like 24. He was like, you know, Jake, you should probably. I don't do a good Proops. Jack Becker? (laughs) Yeah, he was like, the world's lousy with Jakes now. Just be Jack. There's no Jacks anymore. Be Jack. Uh, Forever Jake Becker. (laughs) That's what I told him. I was like, I'm Morty Jake, man. You've become more Jake from Allstate. To my yeah. family. Yeah. You I've always said you should lean into your French roots and be Jacques Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Just a German posing as a Frenchman. Uh, <laughs> I'm like a hundred percent German. Well, no, I'm like 85% German and then 15% countries that don't exist anymore. Oh, some of the Ovakias, huh? Yeah, lots of Ovakias. <laughs> lots of the Ovakias. I'm like 75% Italian and then I'm French, Scottish, English, Welsh, mutt. Yeah, see, I don't have any of that island nonsense in me. I don't have any of the inbreds from the UK. <laughs> oh, so it's a bit easier to track your, tra- your, your, your ancestry, that's for true. <laughs> according, <laughs> according to uh, 23andMe, not an endorsement, they they say I'm 90, I think last time I looked, it was 99.5% Ashkenazi Jew. That makes sense. From the kind of UK Ukraine region. Ukraine. Yeah. Whatever the hidden Jew is in my family is probably Ashkenazi. They just stayed in one area for a long time. Yeah, that's why they think it'd be an Ashkenazi, because it'd be weird if it was a Romani or any other kind of Jew. They're like a time. nomadic people. They're 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 called Sephardic. Uh, yeah, the Sephardic the more, Jews rule. Yeah, the more the Portugal influence and in, in that area. Yeah. And is this on the recording? I know I'm recording, but we're not. Using yeah, it. we're recording. We don't, we we don't have to do that anymore. I was let's, let's change it up. Sephardic, I think. I think isn't Mel Sephardic? Mark is. I don't know. I think a lot of the funniest because uh, Mel it's the, Brooks. It's the smallest population of Jewish people, even before all the bad times. But I think a lot yeah. of the strongest humored Jews come from Sephardic backgrounds. Uh, you know, that would be more. Uh, towards Spain uh, and in, in that region of the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The food's different. The Some of the, the customs, the words. Um, like I always learned growing up in Hebrew, Shabbat, you know, yep. Sabbath. Um, but people that are more, uh, I believe, Sephardic would say Shabbos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and make it like an OS at the end. And it's the little subtleties on some of those words that I realized we were using a lot of Sephardic language and the way we communicated. Kind of cool. I think I've also heard it postulated that Sephardic Jews probably have the strongest relation to uh, Northeast African Jews and that the rest of it has more um, cultural mixing in with other places they have been, like the Romani yeah. Jews, the, the fucking uh, Celt Jews. Yeah. yeah, like that's all Jews people around pe- the world. People that assimilated, but because the Sephardics and the uh, Ashkenazi were so nomadic that they kind of stayed within themselves. So that's like closer to the original bloodline. Huh. It's cool Speaking stuff. Jew, have you have either of you seen History of the World Part Two? That's apparently a streaming thing. Yes, I've seen part one, but I have not seen part two. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes, <laughs> and I'm halfway through the third. How how are they? Fucking amazing! Really. They're really good. It's every bit as good, if not a little tiny bit better than part of the part, history of the world part one. And that that's not fair. I wouldn't say it's better. The all the references are in step with me this time. Whereas history of the world part one, I was watching 20 years after it came out. So which was, which was also like 10, 20 years uh making references to. So that's a 40 year spread on you. Right. Yeah. B- which I got, but I got a lot of the ones where they were referencing old cultural shit when they're referencing like current affairs that was what was lost on me right yeah whereas like the new one i'm getting everything nick kroll fucking a man i hope him and mel go into permanent business together (laughs) really he's the one who talked mel into doing this and like has the reins pretty much but it's it's real fun it's really like mitch and i talked about it before i started streaming it we were texting about it it's much more of a mel brooks production than a nick kroll production than it should be yeah but with the level of involvement that mel has it's obvious that everyone working on it is trying to make a mel brooks thing like no one's trying to put their spin on it right no one not not like like none of none of the people that show up and nobody who wrote on it seems like they tried to leave a fingerprint on it at all 
I did say that he his a lot of a bunch of his old movies couldn't get made today. No. Would not do well. But he's evolved over time and I, he, he matches the mood of the time. And I don't think he was ever wrong. His, no, I agree. I agree. His his stance has always been correct. It's just yeah. he'd he'd toe whatever the cultural line was at the moment to get his point across. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree completely. But they do Hitler on ice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hitler on ice is fucking finally been produced bud been waiting how many years because i saw the movie as a kid 43 years Mm. that mel brooks you can't talk him out of anything i loved history of the world it was one of my favorite movies growing up it was just funny it's i think it's the first sketch movie i just got back from the audit de fe (laughs) talk him out of you can't talk about anything. I thought Dom DeLuise was so funny when I was a kid. Yeah. Throwing his arm to the wind. Yeah. Know, just totally out of sorts. Eating eating the grapes in cascading with his teeth like I, a Looney Tunes bit. Just I, grew, I grew up on those movies. I, I, I Apparently you did too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm saying as they came out. Uh, but I remember Cannonball Run movies. Such uh, a great movie. And I love the franchise. You know, you made you the, made a good movie when they have to write laws about it. Like there are actors and, and stuff from the like lots of them, and it was just I don't know. It was fun. It was fun at the time. Car race going through the country. You ever seen that movie, Mitch? What is it? Cannonball, Cannonball Run. Oh yeah, it's the best. Is Sinatra in the first one or the second one? The second. Yeah, but it was that it they had that much fun that the second go around the rat pack joined in. Like they were having a fucking blast it and had fun. so much fun that then the government was like, Hey, guess what? We'll charge all you motherfuckers if you do this again. Yeah, there's still an illegal cannonball every year. You wanna go, Matt? Hit me like a cannonball. Where? Starting in California, I assume. They move countries every year, but the rumor is it's going to be back in the U.S. in two years. Back in the U.S. Because I follow this. It's like a really legal underground rally circuit. Funny. And it's mostly cabillionaires and then a bunch of guys like me. I'd love to check it out. Dude, the jackass guys went and did one in Europe. They did the gumball and filmed it. It's like a three-part documentary they did for mtv it's like one of the most watched things on mtv i believe but it rules fucking a all right well i want to check that out it's on hulu i don't have it so i'm gonna have to wait yeah and it's it's rough to watch it with ads so i strongly recommend getting on an ad because it breaks up the comedy too much i'll just wait I, i can get it yeah it's but i i am astonished by how really in step with the original it is like watching them back to back wouldn't be a tone jerk ike baron like watching the prequels and then being like all right the next chapter of this movie takes back in space 1977 <laughs> no i'd say it's more of a jump between like the original trilogy and the new one where like the jokes they're the piss they're taking out of these characters has changed culturally but the tone and delivery is the same hmm. all right yeah. i should probably watch this there's a sketch. I said that. i'm sorry have we started the episode yeah there's a yeah. there's a sketch with abraham Wait, did Lincoln. you say the the episode number and everything <laughs> no I not did. yet I was going to no. just skip it. And I was no. thinking about that. Maybe we can get some uh, some feedback on it real quick. Just does it give us more longevity by not doing it? I don't know. I just like the numbers because I'm anal retentive in that way. The most successful podcasts are numbered. No, I mean, we number it. Except for Chubby Behemoth. They do but, whatever the fuck they want. But do yeah, people want to hear us say it if we're talking? Like, I don't know. Like, do we need to address the episode in the episode? Does that make a difference? And we've had this discussion before, but I feel at some point. I think we should do it at least four more times. Three three more times. You want to start at 300. We'll start over. Revamp. Yeah, 300 is the last episode. Okay. Oh, that'll work. That plays into that. As long as we don't announce a number, is it a new episode? No, that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you guys watch Veep? No. Matt, you watch Veep. I watched episodes of Veep real quick. We we could do it though. That were episode two ninety five of the broadcast geeks coming in. No, yeah, we are at two ninety five. No, because Jenkins, we were... we've been sitting on two episodes. Oh, so so it's two ninety seven. Yeah. I still got to edit them because I just got them. Because I'm trash. No, you just forgotted. Oh, it man. wasn't just that. Then I, after I forgot, we recorded on the same day with Chubby Behemoth, and I couldn't figure out what file was what file. I, you I got, guess, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's all right. Go ahead. Uh, you're probably going to edit this out, I assume. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Depends on how bad it is. 
<laughs> no, but I liked all the thing. To, I liked all the conversation we had up until this point, and and I, I feel like it it organically goes into the the title. Um, but I was going to move on from it. But we could we can. I, I want to say it, and then we just you know we could keep it all. This is it feels real. It is real. We're the realest people in. This I mean, whole the only region. person that's going to listen to it is me editing it, and then JD and maybe Marcelo. I don't know. I know other people that listen to it. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Is it Mike? Mark. 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 Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, Hunter. Hey, Hunter. That's right. Who's that's been it. on the show? Yeah. Does yeah. Reese listen? No. <laughs> Reese, let us know that you're listening, bud. Just send a shout out. You're out there. We know you. Especially we tag you. The so guy- we are at episode 297 of the Broadcast Geeks. I am one of your geeks, Matt Oren. I am Jake Becker. And I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. All right. We did it again. Okay. Now, now guys- it feels official. I... Uh, that scratches my itch for my anal retentive boner. That sounded weird. I sh- shouldn't have said that. Perfectly said, though. Your dick's so big it retains anal cavities. Um, do you guys know Timothy Simmons? Timmy Simmons? Timmy Simmons. Timothy Simmons. No. Tim Sims? No, I don't know who that is. Dude, he, he, he played Jonah on Veep, and that's a very fucking, like, one of the best character runs anybody's ever done on TV. Was Jonah the aide that worked for the president? Who was the who, beco- who becomes, like, a senator by the last episode? Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, like, he, he, he is, like, after the first season, he is episode by episode taking over Washington. Wow. <laughs> While being a little like shitbird, and it's an amazing character. Yeah, he's a shitty character. He plays Abraham Lincoln in one of the sketches with Ike Barinholtz. All right, dude, I was fucking losing it. It is a perfect Mel Brooks sketch. Hits his head on the door frame and says, "Ow, oh, that's the worst thing that's gonna happen to my head this year." <laughs> <laughs> I always, I don't know what I. Ike Barinholtz. Yeah, he's a beast. He's on Man TV. I always, I always, I always associate. Was he? I associate him with uh, Ike from South Park for some reason. <laughs> but I've also seen his name a bunch and stuff, and not known who he was until the last few years. You know, he is oh, beady eyed. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's Canadian too. Probably, possibly. I believe it. It's true. I do. I I make that association. It's such a weird thing. I do. He was on Mad TV, and he was notable for being one of the first people to have a really good Dane Cook impression. Yeah, I remember that vaguely. I never watched Mad TV. Oh, hell yeah. It's weird. You are not watching Mad TV. They had the fucking online, or not online, but like the video dating sketch. Yeah, that sketch ruled. Lowered expectations. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. Some great sketches. Yeah. Stuff you couldn't do today, like Miss Swan. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't fly at all. Neither would Pat on SNL, though. No. Or there was uh, Artie Lang as My White Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mad TV was nuts. And they gave us a bunch of great creative teams. Yeah, dude. I mean, like. Yeah, who uh, came you know, out of Mad TV? He and Peel. He and really? Peel. Mike, Michael McDonald. Not the singer, but like the guy who played Stewart. Oh, Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee, Deborah Wilson, Nicole Sullivan. Oh, Alex Alex Borstein. Yeah. I knew about her, actually. I remember her. Okay. Oh, I didn't know about that, dude. Patton Oswalt. What? No. He was on Mad TV? Yes. As a cast member? Yes. Or as a host? Cast member. Famously still mad about it. Really? Yeah, because it took so long to sell Mr. Show that he had to take another job. And then they sold Mr. Show like weeks after he signed the contract to be on Mad TV. Oh, Frank Caliendo. That's where he got his. Oh, yeah. Orlando yep. Jones, Aries Spears. Oh, Brian Callen. Yeah, Brian Callen. He was the Andy first Daly. Oh, Patton was the first writer the show hired, but he was on the show because he was on the first two seasons. So they used the writers like SNL did in 75, 76. Ah, Andy Daly. Oh, shit. What did Matt Bronger do? Bronger was a writer and he was on the show. Holy fuck. Yeah, dude. The years after we quit watching, they kept having great people. You are now watching me, TV. Also, there was that one episode guest starring two notorious clowns of insane nature. Yep. Uh, Will Sasso. Will Sasso was on fucking. Yeah, dude. The Sass man. Yeah. Taron Killam. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Before. Only person to make the jump. Wait, who is is he? SNL. He's an SNL alumni that he was really good. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I, he'll probably be big in like five to 10 years when he makes a new project for himself that catches on. He, he rocks. Yeah. Oh, and Seth Myers has a brother, apparently. Josh Meyer. Yeah. Josh is funny as fuck. Him bullying Seth is like my favorite thing that happens on Seth Meyers show. <laughs> or when Seth gets really shit faced with a guest. Have you guys, do you guys watch Seth Myers? I usually just watch the, uh, what's that? That bomb, 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 bomb. Oh, yeah, his news updates. Yeah. yeah. What is it um, called? God damn it. This just in? Something like that. I don't know. It's corrections. I, this just, I know all of his shit. I watch him religiously. God damn it. I'm looking because I'm subscribed to him. So it'll give me all the names of segments. Hold on. A closer look. That's what it is. Yes. I watched that. Yep. Closer looks. Um, but yeah, any have you guys seen any of the segments where he takes people drinking? No. <laughs> okay, there's there's a whole segment called Getting Day Drunk with Seth where he takes like specific guests that are known to be cool uh day drinking. God damn it. I got I gotta look up who the guests have been, but it's been like Lizzo. I'm trying to think of who the best one was and I can't pull it out of my ass. They get they don't get kind of drunk, dude. They get like frat boy on the last day of school drunk. Like they get Jimmy Fallon level drunk. Yes. They get Jimmy Fallon level drunk. Yo, you guys want to get Fallon tonight? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that should be a thing. Let's get Fallon. Uh, Rihanna went with him. Kelly Clarkson, Lizzo. What? Oh, 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 oh! What's the motherfucker's name? Um, um, Will Forte. He goes, he goes with Will Forte one day, and it's just better because they've been friends since SNL. And they get fucking roll home on the sidewalk drunk. (laughs) Sounds amazing. (laughs) It's great content. It's two people that just get out of their mind and then do the interview games and shit. Ask each other questions. I did that for nine years. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, the one with Will Forte, everyone should go watch. It's probably like 15 minutes long. Marcelo, JD, Hunter, you'll thank me. 15 minutes. Jesus, that's a commitment, bro. It's so good. Well, they put longer cuts of it on YouTube because they're hysterical. Okay. Hysterical. The one with the uh, um, Post Malone, like it's it's obvious. Like halfway through the thing, Post Malone's like, "Jesus Christ, you're still going?" Like, yeah, these comics drink harder than like the biggest rock and pop stars on the planet. <laughs> like these forty year old washed up comics are still putting it down. That's because Posty probably does the ho- like weed and shit. I think he does like a little bit of everything he seems like he's bismarcking his brain as fast as he can yeah yeah dude still riding high off that spider verse money all the money dude he's got money money yeah uh, an acquaintance um, of ours plays D with him i think oh really yeah blind item used to be in a cat-based comedy crew oh yeah she's definitely gone it'll take us weeks to find figure that out oh you don't know who i'm talking about no i I said it'll take us weeks to figure it out (laughs) oh Oh, yeah i gotcha yeah so maybe we'll figure it out one day i don't know one day in the future yeah she's definitely gone over and played magic and shit with him at his house nice yeah that's become her thing yeah good for her she's pretty cool yeah she's always fun out there doing it she's an amazing artist we can plug her at this point because now we're giving her accolades it's rachel weeks oh good yes she's an amazing artist look her up online i used to host the pussy bros at my bar yeah dude and then when me and mitch were done hanging out those girls would come in and put on a dope comedy show <laughs> buzzing buzzing <laughs> uh anybody watch oh i gotta talk about it real quick because i know neither one of you guys are watching it so i'll just burn it but shrinking is harrison ford's best acting yeah you said that a couple episodes in a row now no i've said i've liked it the most now i'm sure with like the turns they've done with his character it's his best acting it's not just that i enjoy it the most i think he's putting in definitely hands down his best performance of his life wow well that's good i mean why you know leave it you gotta leave it all on the field not yeah. saying he's almost done but he's he's almost done <laughs> he is almost done and it seems like very recently like since star wars he's gotten frail mm-hmm. and i think he's realized that like there's no point in him trying to be the cool guy anymore so he's like actually doing the work and like showing emotional angles that i don't think he'd offer up to a camera in the past it's pretty dope i'll have to check that out what is it on now? It's probably on Apple TV. Apple TV. It's worth it. I can finally say it's worth it. In the past, it was a big question mark. Interesting. 
but they have enough content that's coming out at a good enough clip now that I can truly say I think it's a worthwhile streamer. All right, all right. I'll check it out. They also are rocking the new Hello Tomorrow, which I've talked about, the super futuristic, selling timeshares on the moon. Uh, Hank Azaria is killing it. New Ted Lasso comes out tomorrow. Apple TV, y'all. Apple TV. Oh, also, uh, what's it called? Smiling Friends? Yeah, I hear support. No. Shrinking? Shrinking. Shrinking. Sorry. I just think about that picture where he's holding Jason Siegel's mouth up into a smile. Uh, it got renewed for season two. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Huh. Huh. Okay. Well, that's interesting because it felt like it was going to be kind of a one and done, one and done sort of story. Not that I, I'm sure there's ways they could go with it that it continues, but it, yeah, it just very much feels like a limited series that's going to kind of fix the three things it's focused on and then be done. Hmm. Huh. Well, maybe it'll be anthology, kind of like True Detective or whatever, different main characters every season. Yeah. Like horror story. That's actually yeah. brilliant. That's definitely what they're going to do. And you haven't even seen it. So now I feel like a fool. But um, <laughs> Harrison Ford might not make like, dude, he. That's, yeah. That's why you do it like that. Fucking frail. Like, or was he playing frail? No, dude. No, dude. He he is physically not the man he was in the last Star Wars movie. Of course. He's fucking almost 90 years old. That they How must did he do an Indiana Jones movie, dude. I was just about to say they must have filmed this after Indiana Jones because, like, this guy couldn't do Indiana Jones. I wonder if he got injured and, like, that's why he's so atrophied. I wonder if he hurt himself on Indiana Jones a little bit and then just had to lay off physical activity. He is fuck. I could whoop his ass with one hand now. You say that, but I'm sure he's pretty scrappy. Nah, I'd fuck Harrison Ford up. He's an old man. I can say that confidently. <laughs> You'd walk up to him and be like, whatever, you old bitch. Yeah, I just break both of his ankles, first move, and then be like, now we don't have to fight anymore, but admit you lost. My fault. I'm sorry to Harrison Ford. He is not almost 90. He's just turned 80. Dude, but he looks like a lot of years went by in between the last project I saw him in and this one. Are you sure they didn't just do it with makeup? Dude, unless they got makeup that just makes a guy look like he's become skin and bone in his clothes. Like, nah, they got a reverse fat suit. They got a, like, canceritic old man <laughs> suit they putting on people now. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's playing a guy with Parkinson. So maybe he, like, made a choice to lose weight that wasn't healthy or safe at his age. I don't know. But he ain't he ain't, he ain't in top form anymore, baby. It, it it kind of makes me nervous about the Indiana Jones film. And I know they say it's the last one and this is going to be Indy handing off the franchise. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, baby. <laughs> what if there's a post credit scene where he shows up? He's like, I got the hat. Finally. <laughs> he just take, he puts it on a crystal skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if some sort of post credit scene where short round comes back now that Kihei Guan is a Oscar winning mm. actor. Yes. Congratulations to him. He's back in Indiana Jones. What? He's in the new one? Yeah, that was already announced, wasn't it? No. What? I'm almost a thousand. Yeah, Wong's in sure. Indiana Jones. I'm almost sure he is. Indiana, Andy Jones, and the. I thought that dial. was. I thought that was like announced back when everything everywhere all at once was a for big deal the first time. Or was it that he was not even talked to? I don't know. I think he's back. I missed round. an indie or two. You missed two of the movies? I think I did. There's only been one that came out in like the last 30 years. Oh, really? I thought there was one that came out within the last couple of years. Indie? Just the Kingdom of the Lost Skull. Okay. Yeah, it goes 81 is. I didn't see the last one. Raiders. 85, 84 is Temple of Doom. Yeah. 89 is Last Crusade. And then 2008's La uh, Crystal Skull. I didn't see the crystals. Oh, it's great. You should watch it. I like it. Dude, I, I you know, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, well, fucking aliens in Indiana Jones. It's like, yeah, it's, you you know, in the first one, you watch the fucking beam of light that represents the, the, you know, God melting Nazis' faces off. Is it that much of a fucking hard leap to be like, there's an interdimensional alien being? <laughs> yeah. Also, that's the other thing Nazis were looking for. Yeah. Except for they were Russians in, in Crystal Skull. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't mind Crystal Skull. It's obviously not my favorite, but I it's, like that guy that Ray Winstone plays. 
Yeah. And then he tr- goes back for the treasure and Indy still tries to save him because Indy's a good guy. And then he just says that iconic line. He's like, don't worry about me, Jouncy. I'll be all right. And then he just goes into the fucking beam. Yeah. I it's, like it's pretty cool. Alien movie. It's just, it's very tonally different from the yeah. other ones. Oh, I guess if you can get past the, the fridge part too. Yes. And the plane, the plane. Yeah. When they're like jumping on the wing of the plane as it's taken off and I'm sure I'll be fine. The Shia LaBeouf plane scene. That's just CGI to high fuck. Oh, you mean the whole movie? I, yeah, but there's like that specific stunt at the beginning that is, like, I don't remember that doesn't hold up i rewatched it with my nephew like a year ago and i remember he was like <laughs> really like yeah it's bad it's bad bad cgi is worse than bad practical i'm glad that's starting to either go away or like cgi is good enough that we won't have that anymore and they're all using more practical again because of that you know where you can see a big difference between the two and something i watched recently mandalorian no i was oh shit i should watch that i just yeah, haven't I, felt the compelled to watch it yeah the two's the, the whole once a week show where we talk about new shows doesn't make you want to do- well i mean <laughs> I kind of, you know, it's the whole of like somehow Grogu returned kind of thing. <laughs> like if you didn't watch the book of Boba Fett because you didn't give a shit about it, you wouldn't know why Grogu's back with the Mando. Right. But you watched book of Boba Fett, right? I know I did, but I'm trying to speak <laughs> for the voiceless. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a dream also, about you cheating on me and I'm mad. What? <laughs> Nothing. Did you see the... Um, there's some article where John Favreau was trying to say that Grogu was with Luke Skywalker in Book of Boba Fett for two fucking years. Really? And I was like, there's no way. That means the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, didn't have a ship for two fucking years? Get out of here. Yeah. He was just riding a bus for two years? I think that's a bad timeline. <laughs> yeah, I think either him or Dave Filoni said that, and then someone was just like, really? Because the show seems to contradict that. And then they had to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Um, we were drunk. That's it. Yeah, drunk. I mean, that's fair too. It could have been meshing of drafts that didn't work. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, think about how many versions both of those guys looked at of that story. That's true. Yeah, it's dope. The new Mandalorian season's dope. I need to watch it. How many are we in now? I think three. It's like three. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched, but I'm. I'm waiting. I'll. I'll probably. I have to get caught up. I don't think the girls saw. Book of Boba Fett. I think they stopped caring at some point. Mm. You don't really need it. Yes, you do. No, you, you have to figure don't. out why Mando gets Grogu back. Yeah, you don't. You just got to be like, he's back. And then, how then Mando? You... How Mando got his Grogu groove back? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Tay Diggs, Whoopi Goldberg as Grogu. <laughs> Tay Diggs as Din Djarin. Oh, he's a he's Eddie Murphying this role. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. He's playing all the roles, and for some reason, he wants to do Grogu in a fat suit. (laughs) Hey, worked for Brendan Fraser. Congrats to the Fraser man. Yeah, and he he was so great. He was great. Yeah, and Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis—they all won statues. Jamie Lee Curtis has like real, real, real strong stay-at-home mom turned retiree energy on the red carpet and i like that yeah funny yeah she came across like all of my trust fund friends moms i so uh, have either of you seen the movie what movie everything everything, everything. everything. yeah it sucks i loved it i, I really enjoyed <laughs> it i fucking hate it i haven't seen it so it's not great it's good it's visually cool it's, it's- very cool it's visually it's, cool as shit. The story is bottom barrel sci-fi. You think? Yeah, it sucks. Why? All of it's bad. The the fucking dad, the like he has no motive. Like there's no sense to it. It doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. Not one drop. I mean, you could argue it's a take on it's a wonderful life, but in a sense of Yeah, except a wonderful life took the time to explain the characters and their motives. Hmm. Their motives were apparent because they had the roles of human beings that are in your life. But you but pick that, up. Yeah, the, 
the whole point, like the the reason they're looking for her and all the multitudes of it, and that there'd be just one is bad science. If they have the technology they have, it's really bad science. Like it's just kind of a like all the places where they like pull at your heartstrings are interesting. And I'm sure it's and this is not. I don't mean this to come across demeaning, and I don't think it will. I just want to preface that. I think it's probably much more meaningful to family men and women because of like all the family in the story, but. It's just a hollow fuck. It's it's another one of those ones where it's like this is just bad Doctor Who. <laughs> like they did, you know. They I think it's a bunch of people trying something new that had a wonderful crack at it. But yeah, there's just t- too many holes. The daughter doesn't make any goddamn sense. There's a, it's it's definitely not perfect. I, I I really enjoyed how it reminded it reminded me of other stories and had a a strong sorry I. It had a strong connection. Uh, well, I forgot what we were talking about there. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, you're fine. I'm um, high as fuck, too. <laughs> it, it had a strong connection to other movies of the, of the time, like The Matrix, and, and just the story of the multiverse mixed with that, right? You're in this controlled apparatus, but you can use it to go within... Hey, I, Mitch, do you know the story behind this movie? No. So they tap into other versions of themselves to learn skills to survive. I mean, that's a simplification. Such as? Like if somebody wanted to learn how to fight, they would find a version of themselves that was a trained fighter in, in a certain form, and they would have that knowledge and understanding. Right. So, Mitch, the premise of the movie is they have this machine that can find all of those people and single in on exactly what they need all the time, but that they can't find the person they need. What? (laughs) Yep. Thanks. That's all you need to know. That's like, that's where I start hating it. Like, right in the first 15 minutes when they explain everything, I was like, oh, so your premise is fucked on page one. I hate this. I. I'm going to have to watch it to be the tiebreaker. There's no reason why they couldn't use whatever the fuck that thing is to just find the right version of her period first jump. Like, it's just, it's sloppy, sloppy science fiction. And I well, know she that, had to be convinced it was more about her. Right, but they he, he says how they've gone through thousands of them already, and he's ready to give up if this one doesn't work. And if it had to be her, and they know the reasoning behind it, how the fuck did they not find her first? They have all this tech for downloading all the stuff. They know that they can teach the one that needs the thing to have anything else that's an attribute to any other person because of their weird loophole story that doesn't make sense. Maybe she's the most powerful as a result of the last most powerful or worthy being killed. And she just that they're they're already separate universes. There's there's no transfer of power, Hmm. just knowledge. Do those universes exist if there's no need for them? Yeah. I say yes just because the uh, law of conservation of matter. They have to exist. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Well, and, yeah, there's not an infinite number of universes, I don't think, but it might as well be for our brains. Well, wait a minute. Wouldn't there always be an infinite number of... No. Like, real hardcore quantum theorists don't think it's infinite. They think it's like a really high Googleplex of a number, but it's not infinite. Hmm. It tends towards infinity, but it's not infinity. Yeah, it's an infinite-like concept for our brains, but it's not infinity. There's an endpoint. It's finite. There's only so right. much space for there to be pocket universes. Yeah, there's regular Earth, parallel Earth, two gangster worlds, and a cowboy <laughs> world. That's it. West oh, fuck. Yeah, no. It just, they talk about how, like, when, like, even in Marvel kind of breaks that rule where it's anything could be a new permeation, that there's probably only X amount of permeation of you before that's the amount of variables the universe is going to give matter to that because these are just pocket universes of we what we experience too because there's string theory so then if there's the 12 dimensions there's multiple pocket universes existing within each universe so that's like a lot of that's a lot of ram space on space basically i'm freaking out man yeah this is too much it's all wild stuff. This is why yeah. we kept Jake away from computers for so long. I think if I would have gotten like way more high and been paying less attention, I would have liked everything everywhere all at once better. But yeah, just like the holes in the story were constantly making me like overthink it. And I just wasn't enjoying the movie the way it was designed. Interesting. I watched it in parts. That might have yeah. helped too, just because I would have been less furious. It was it was visually uh, stunning. It was cool fun. as fuck. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Hot dog fingers, I'm in. 
Like yeah. I, the whole thing was cool. It's just like, man, you guys only had to dance around a couple more things to have the story be solid. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's wild that that won an Oscar and everybody's pissed about Ant-Man. So what do you mean? Everyone's pissed about Ant-Man. I mean, like Marvel fans are being little bitches about like Ant-Man. Yeah. Saying they don't have time to go see it. No, not you. I'm not talking <laughs> about you. I'm, I'm saying like MCU fans or people in public being like, what's wrong with the quantum math and Ant-Man? This is, this here is why I don't like it. And they're like, everything all everywhere all at once is great. Like, no, that's a field of plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, WandaVision, same thing where everybody was like, WandaVision's great. And I'm like, that is a field of plot holes it was it, fun though. it was fun same it's very similar to everything everywhere all at once for me i had a good time right. it's visually cool but then the when i stopped to, when i stopped to think about it i get angry people got paid money to think about those things and you won't like him when he's angry well <laughs> and but at least wandavision has the option of being like well we'll tell you we'll fill in those plot holes in the future because we are the MCU. Right. They at least have that move. Whereas like everything everywhere all at once is like, we did what we could. I hope you had a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. It made me super happy when Sam agreed with me because I thought I might be walking into a minefield on that one, Mitch. Mm. Sam was like, guess what movie I saw that suck? (laughs) I was like, everything everywhere all at once. He was like, yes! No one has guessed. Like, yeah, it fucking, I don't get it. And he had the same feedback without us discussing it first, where he's like, it was just too many plot holes for me to be happy. Hmm. Ah, all right, I guess I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah, you should do it right after you finish the season finale of Flash season two. Mm, that's too much work. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, dude, I, I've, I feel like Stan Marsh right now. Everything think? that I like is shit right now. <laughs> uh-huh. What did you think about Jamie Lee Curtis? Though? I mean, yeah, what do you think about her winning for the movie? I didn't even know she was in the fucking movie, so. I think that was more of a legacy move. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, chat, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. She's deserving of it, but not yeah. for that movie. Yeah, I mean, she was good in that movie. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing bad about her performance. It's pretty amazing, but it's not. Yeah, yeah it doesn't edge out the other people that put in much better performances this year. Yeah. What about Angela Bassett not getting winning for uh, Wakanda Forever? I would uh, say she deserved it for her performance in the movie, which I thought was very commanding. Yeah, yeah. I think she deserves it more than Jamie Lee Curtis this year, for sure. Who else I, was on the I, list? I didn't there see was the other movies. I was, was I, something else that stood out to me more than Bassett when I looked at the list. Uh, Kate Blanchett was in for Tar. Yeah, I didn't the see Tar, but I've heard it's really good. Is that about the La Brea Tar Pits? No, it's a, <laughs> a classical music. You're thinking of My Girl 2, Mitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, of course. How could I be so? The B. The, no, My Girl 2 Tar Pits. Oh. La Brea Tar Pit. Really? Yeah. It takes place at her uncle's house. She's yeah. on vacation, has a whole little summer vacation in La Brea. I don't know why I remember it so well. That's That's bizarre. Yeah, that's bizarre that you do though. I love my girl one that came up today. I, I don't I don't know if I've seen it. What? The, I mean, I must have seen it, right? I don't know. That's the moment uh, Macaulay and the bee. Yeah, when the bees chase Macaulay down, he's dead. He's not breathing. He's not breathing. It's become a he can't see a thing without his glasses. <laughs> Where is glasses? Oh, oh God, it's gonna make me cry. The movie is sad. <laughs> But it's got Dan Aykroyd and Macaulay Culkin. So that's a win-win, baby. Yeah, I must have seen it because I remember it. Yeah, it's just super emotional. Your brain blocked it out like that mirror scene in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't remember the movie, but I've seen it because I know I've seen it because it has been playing in my my house. Yeah, yeah. Fried Green Tomatoes will scar you if you see that as a young boy. A bunch of old ladies standing around looking at their vaginas and handheld mirrors. What are you mm. watching, Mitch? Oh, nothing. I just lay in bed and I can, I'm going to close my eyes for 10 minutes. And then I'll have all the energy that I need to watch TV until 4 a.m. And then I just wake up in the morning and go to work. Um, one thing I did watch this weekend was I had a nice little um, double feature. Um what 20 year old movies were they well let me tell you they were this is what i was going to bring up earlier when i said the stark contrast between practical effects and cgi i watched 
the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. And then I watched the original Flintstones because it was on right after it. Uh, I'd never seen Viva Rock Vegas before because uh, I was a John Goodman Fred Flintstone truther. Uh, I was just like, no one. What? At nine? Bro, I was seven. All right. Ran deep in his family. I'm just saying, you know, is there anyone else that could be Fred Flintstone on screen? Yes. No. Yes, me. But uh Yeah, take my money. I'll go see that. <laughs> as as I can be Barney Rubble. Yeah, but um, but no, like so I've never seen the second one because it was a prequel and they, they got rid of John Goodman and Rick Moranis. They had Stephen Baldwin as Barney Rubble and Mark mm-hmm. Addy as Fred Flintstone. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's not as good as the original with John Goodman and Rick Moranis, but uh all the like Steven Spielberg had something to do with the first one because it was like a year after Jurassic Park. So all the dinosaurs and all the effects look nice and practical and real. And then in that was in 94. And then in 2000, when they did Viva Rock Vegas, everything went to like some sort of proto CGI bullshit and lost some of the charm. But still, all, they all turned in good performances enough for it to be passable. <laughs> Halle Berry, baby. Oh, God. As Sharon Stone. Yeah. That is a core memory right there, dude. Is there anything else I can get for you, Mr. Flintstone? Hamana, 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 hamana. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably the hottest Halle Berry's ever been. I was just about to say, I think that's the hottest she ever was. And everybody freaked out about like swordfish. And it's like, great, a titty. Have you seen her as Sharon Stone? Yeah. If there be anything else, Mr. Flintstone. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Well, because they it. always play that little like, wow, wow but that's how the wives were portrayed right they were like ginger and marianne uh at least in appearance not overall the, demeanor but the honeymooners way. yeah yeah ralph but, but all of it you know it's it's all from the same archetype yeah, yeah but even in the honeymooners the women are in charge the guys are constantly trying to pull scams and the bitches are way in front of them <laughs> trixie and alice are always in front of them yeah, uh, yeah for sure and and wilma Wilma played that role and then they dumbed up Betty. That's like the one spin from the honeymooners is that Betty's not also smart with Wilma. Mm, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It makes me want to watch the honeymooners. <coughs> honeymooners rules, man. I watched one the other day that was uh, where Ralph was going to go on some quiz show for the music. Yep. Name that tune. Yeah. And Norton was helping him try to like like name all the the music. And he was playing a piano. And before he can play tunes, he has to play Swanee River to tune up. Yeah. And he's like, well, you stop doing that already. And then when he gets to the actual quiz show, that's the first question is who 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 composed Swanee River? And he's like, Ed Norton. Yeah, that show rocked. That show, I Love Lucy, Gracie and Allen. There's a handful. My parents of used to watch that a little bit. Gracie and Allen? No, uh, The Honeymoon. Burns and Allen? Oh, Burns and Allen, thank you. Well, then that too. My parents definitely watched that. Burns and Allen is the hottest one going. It just wasn't as syndicated as the other ones, so it is not in people's memories as well. Mm-hmm. But, what about the Jack Benny show? Mm-hmm. Jack Benny's good but that doesn't hold up the same i think i could show we like matt could show burns and allen to his daughters and they'd laugh there's mm. funny bits he's breaking the fourth wall he's doing shit that is like if you watch that now it's perfectly modern other than the setting and the fact that everyone has an atlantic voice mm-hmm. but like other than those two things the bits the the whole thing is pretty modern they they just didn't have regulations on TV yet. They hadn't offended enough people to know what stories to do and not to do yet. Oh, nice. Same with Ricky and Lucy. Like, they were doing stories that were kind of crazy when you really go back and watch. Mm. Like, stuff that would be cable, deep cable now. Oh, and really? It, yeah. For the time, just a little risque? Well, yeah, because it was just a funny bit. and It was a real story. And, like, you know, it was this new medium. So they were pushing it as far as they could. And it wouldn't be every episode, but there'd be an episode where there'd be, like, wild bits in it. Where you'd be like, whoa, shit. Or the story was insane. Chipping away at American sensibility. Yeah. And then and then everybody was like, this TV shit's the devil. And tightened up. Look who's on TV, mama. The devil. <laughs> the devil. Don't watch TV. It's the devil. I, yeah. I, I need. Oh, yeah. 
You know, no, I was just gonna say I need to catch up on stuff. Yeah, but go yeah. ahead, Matt. I started watching the uh, Dark Justice League Dark, the Apocalypse War. Yeah, dog. Right, because uh, you want to watch House of History. But it's it's interesting because what's what's the premise? Superman. Well, do you want to? Should I say what the premise is? Say yeah. yeah. Uh, Superman wants to go to essentially kill Darkseid, and he sends a force there and. Uh, Darkseid knew it was coming because he had someone showing it to him, and he uh, fucked up shit. So Superman has this kryptonite, liquid kryptonite tattoo, and uh, all in his bloodstream, so he does not have his powers. Whoa. Who gave him a tattoo of liquid kryptonite? Darkseid. Darkseid. He's like, what do you want? What do you want on your back piece? So yeah, he's taking over the whole world. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Things are bad. You and uh or dark side. He and who is it? Raven come yep. to Constantine, who went with them, who was with Zatanna, and she was getting fucked up and he ran because he's a coward. Um well. Yeah, I, I, again, simplification, but he ran. You, and I, I've been gotten too much further. I was going to say, there's a revelation at a point. Everybody thinks he ran. Oh, yes. I, I don't think I got there yet. Yeah. He he didn't just run. Yeah. It's and then sh- It's a pretty good show so far. It's nuts. And the way it ends, like, I can see why they wrote this to be the bookend of this universe that started with Flashpoint. And it's like, really, like, when you go back and look at the list of films and watch them all, it's incredible what they've done. And it makes sense that the one that continues the story is more of a short Mm -hmm. but i am disappointed because i found out dc has been doing these shorts for years and has Mm -hmm. never continued any of them and they're all like pilot episodes other than the constantine one the rest of them play like pilot episodes and the commandy one god damn it is that commandy one good Hmm. oh fuck all right you know what i should here's what i just figured out i should write down these things because every time i'm like ah what should i watch i never fucking remember yeah i'm honestly very bad about that too justice league dark apocalypse war apocalypse yeah i have it in the notes you have access to the notes it's a shared google doc well butter my butt and call me a biscuit welcome to flatch (laughs) okay how do you spell that t-h-e-o-r-v-i-l-l-e i will come through here (laughs) i wrote it jake i wrote it for all our all of our listeners Oh, fuck. Mando. I need to watch Mando. All the people that download and listen to our podcast and or listen to our podcast. Shrinking. Shrinking. Hello tomorrow. I think I'm, it's more of a principle that I don't want to get Apple TV. Just get it. I don't have any Apple stuff. You don't need Apple stuff. I don't want that dirty whore Apple stuff on my nice clean PCs. Okay, that's backwards thought, but yes. <laughs> like arguing you don't want to take your whore to church, but... I don't know. Are it's you... good, man. They've got so much good stuff now. You're saying I shouldn't be watching reruns of fucking Viva Rock Vegas? I mean, I'm glad you saw it finally for the first time. Oh, guys. Guys, did you watch SNL? No. Um, Wednesday. Hosted? Oh, yeah. Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Thank you. Jenna Ortega hosted. She did a really good job, especially when you consider she's like 20. She's 20. Yep. Yeah. She like killed it for how old she is and like held it together in scenes where you could tell she barely could and did a really good job. But she plays a rogue ripoff character in a sketch. That's a quiz show where the X-Men show up to be a quiz team on this like high school quiz show. Ooh, it sounds meta. It's pretty meta. But she plays this very roguelike character because they're not quite the X-Men for legal reasons. Sure. But, like, the guys in the full-on 90s Professor X animated series wheelchair and dressed like Professor X, it rules. They bring out Cerebro at one point that's, like, an old Marvel prop because it still has the X's on it, even though they're not saying anything with an X. Yeah. It rules. Nice. But, dude, she, she should be one of the young mutants. She, like, kicked ass. She looked the part. She was like good at being like joke too serious about the role in it. Like, and like they were obviously playing up for laughs, but I've seen her in other things be serious. Now I'm like, damn, this girl should be like Jubilee or Jubilee. Oh, you yeah. think she should be Jubilee? 
Well, yeah, because I think they're still going to, they're either going to have to use Kamala or Jubilee to be the catalyst if they're still, if the rumors are true that they're going to use I mean, could she a be teenager a being exposed in public, all of the animated series, to be the X-Men's introduction, mm. then it would make sense for it to either be Miss Marvel being exposed after whatever happens in the Marvels as a mutant in public mm. without her costume on, but that doesn't seem likely. So they're going to have to either use Jubilee or like a Jubilee stand-in character and she'd be dope dude can she do a southern accent she'd do whatever hey there sugar it's rogue see you could be her voice coach mitch <laughs> no but i i just think she'd be like a great she's young enough to do it she's a tiny little person so she can pull off playing like a 17 18 19 year old kid for probably a couple more years and and jubilee's powers she emanates light yeah like jubilees like uh fireworks yeah. yeah. I did see uh someone sent me the digital short from her episode where it's uh Varsity High Valley or some shit and her her and her boyfriend are having a serious chat about breaking up in front of a waffle house and in the in the behind them is a, you know a bunch of fucking waffle house shit happening where people are fighting and or one on the counter. Naked. Yeah, one dude's naked, and then some dude, she's like, my dad's going to pick me up, and then some dude gets thrown through the fucking window of the Waffle House, dusts himself off, and he's like, you ready to go, honey? And he's like, sure thing, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he's really nice to the boy, which is a funny twist after you watch him inside being the most violent man alive right right. but they did another digital short about going on a road trip that's pretty great they do more digital shorts now seems like kind of a screw to the live audience but whatever it's to an episode they do one that's fully comedy based and then they usually do one that's musical but hers were both comedy Hmm. cool 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 word and they show them on the big screen at the audience because you're usually watching in a fishbowl where you can only see right like three-fifths of the show at any given time anyway. So I think it's also a thing where they can include the entire audience at the live thing by showing it on the big screens. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. It would suck to just have to be like, well, I hope something funny is happening. Yeah, because there's still a laugh track from the live studio audience when they show the digital shorts. Well, yeah, because you're still listening to the the mics in the audience it's right it's not a track they're putting in the real shit hell yeah uh i shared a picture on our instagram during this that we were recording a new episode and marcello wrote in um first of all he said i said we're recording a new episode right now and he said i can't wait to hear it in three weeks and i told him (laughs) three weeks if he's lucky and um also uh he says he can't he goes becker's probably gonna shit on this but (laughs) he recommends picard season three i don't shit on that i think out of all the star wars things i could get into picard and lower deck seem like the most approachable because they're the least or sorry star trek they seem the least (laughs) trekky yeah what about the orville the orville is perfect star trek it's pretty solid it's it's the best version of star trek better than the next generation yeah what what yes Mm. guess how many times i've fallen asleep watching the orville at three o'clock in the afternoon guess guess how often that televised ambient knocked me out in the afternoon when they play it on fox (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just had fucking patrick stewart in your subconscious going number one go take a number two i really did like go to sleep it was great (laughs) yeah it was good yes wow my patrick stewart's more of a avery bullock Yes, I I like doing Patrick Stewart, who's mad that he's here. (laughs) Logan. Who are you? Logan. Midnight Mitch Jones, is it? Don't do it, Logan. Logan. I love his Logan. Logan, no. Is he going to come back for Deadpool? I saw a a rumor that it's not just going to be Hugh Hugh Jackman back as... It could just be McAvoy. You know what I want? Hands down. You know, Mitch. Take one. Giancarlo Esposito. Fuck Ooh. no. I want that Fraser Crane. Oh, you want Beast, I beast want, Boy? I want Kelsey Grammer Beast. Best casting yeah. in the MCU, including Iron Man. <laughs> Kelsey you Grammer. wash your mouth out with soap, Jacob. 
Kelsey Grammer as Beast is fucking pitch perfect. It was pretty good. They were doing a Kelsey Grammer impression on the animated series. Yeah. But, well, all right. But only if David Hyde Pierce comes back as a live action morph. Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Take all of my money. Or what if he ends up being the Professor X variant that stays? We just shave that motherfucker. He's the one that stays. They keep Beast from that universe. They keep Deadpool. They keep a couple things. We get a new Logan. Mm. And then Beast and Deadpool are the senior teachers at the X Academy. I'll ride that donkey into the sunset, baby. Oh, oh God. Get rid of that donut and put a Cerebro on that motherfucker and let's party. <laughs> yeah, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, David Hyde Pierce just had a picture shown to me by Mitch Jones, and now I want him to be Professor X real bad. Is the picture again? Never mind. I'll no, you, no, no, you need it. Oh, need shit. Hang life. on. I just I'll went back to La Brea Tar Pits. We go, oh yeah oh yeah perfect yeah there we go the next the next gen x-men yeah. next gen <laughs> and then if shuri's gonna stay black panther do you think they're gonna make storm a boy oh mm. or, no i mean they could just as easily make a girl and have it be a lesbian relationship they could just have it be a they and keep it That's- ambiguous that's true. I guess I was just thinking more about king and queen. I wasn't even thinking about like gender roles. I was just thinking about who would be king and who would be queen in the most severe gender roles like an idiot. Well, you know, if there's anything that I know about all the Marvel fans is that they'll take that with umbrage and pride and and won't have anything negative to say about that. Those whiny piss babies. <laughs> yeah. Is umbrage even the right word I need, wanted to use there? Yes. good usage yeah i guess i shouldn't be saying sentences with words i don't know what the fuck to means you knew you just have too much self-doubt exactly you should because you're probably correct and if you're not at least have the confidence to say it people will probably believe it yeah if you confuse people enough it's happened throughout history the word will just change meanings because you were confident enough that one afternoon in front of a bunch of guiguos whoa gui guiguo grogu roguiguo Grow cool. It might be time to grow. We grow. <laughs> yeah, but we should get feedback from the few listeners that we have. So you said Marcelo emails you personally. No, he responded to our Instagram at oh. broadcast underscore geeks. All right, broadcast underscore geeks Instagram. Yeah, but you can. I mean, you can send an email if you want at broadcastgeeks at gmail dot com on Instagram at the aforementioned broadcast underscore geeks. On Twitter at Broadcast Geeks, or uh, did I say our Facebook page? We have a Facebook uh, page. We, we have a T Rex. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Um, it's regularly updated. I now that the Podbean shares right to the Facebook page, I forget to write up little write ups on oh, the post. Turn that off if you'd like. No, it's easier to, that they shared, and then I can just go back and add descriptions and tag the things that we talk about. Word. Um, or, you know, you can just go to our desolate, unmanned Reddit page, r slash broadcast geeks. You can give us rate and subscribe and give us five stars on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and until then, you can just come back and see us again. Uh, this episode will be out in three weeks. So shout out from the past to Marcelo for writing in and, yeah. uh, JD, we'll, love you too, buddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, as always, or as per the huge, per the usually, uh, we'll sign off with our signature sign off line. Excelsior. Excelsior.